So Tiff, I know you love survival games. I know you love crafting games. So I think it's time we went back to the game that started it all. Let's talk about Minecraft. Did it start it all? Did it really actually? I think so. I think so many of the games that you enjoy now mm-hmm. are games that exist because Minecraft exists. Like Minecraft, I'm sure there there it drew from places, but games like Don't Starve and Stardew Valley and stuff mm-hmm. like that they they are where they are because of the path, in my opinion, the path that Minecraft forged. I mean, I was looking into numbers. I'm going to give you some numbers in a minute about like sales and stuff. Okay. Minecraft is is it's even I think it's even more successful than most people think it is. Like it is an absolute like just juggernaut and has been for nearly 10 years and it doesn't really seem to show any signs of stopping. Like it's obviously slowed down because so many people basically everybody in the world owns a copy of Minecraft at this point. But it's it is, you know, I I really do think that it paved the way for a few different things. So one of them is games that are procedurally generated, which this game is. So all of the maps are unique, right? And I think that that was the thing that became something. The idea of collecting resources in a game to make other things, that was something that was really popularized again by this game. And especially games made by certain team sizes. So like the develop, it started off with like one person developing in a small team, right? And I think that for small teams to create games that have survival elements with crafting in them, it all came because Minecraft was was a success and, and was a influence, I think, for a lot of people. Okay. Do you not feel it when you play? Like, do you not feel the like the influence, like of, where how Don't Starve could exist? Oh yeah, I feel the influence from other games back to Minecraft, but I'm having a hard time picturing Minecraft being the catalyst for all of this stuff why i don't know i feel like there have been other you know random map games and survival games and crafting games and but i guess they never all in one it it was it it, i don't know if they particularly did anything unique but the way that this game was packaged together and the way that the whole thing felt together it's you know it's felt through everything now right like i feel like that it was a turning point in the same way that like first person shooters existed before half-life right but that one was the best right and (laughs) and for games like this there is nothing like these kind of survival exploratory games this you know there are lots of great ones but they're not minecraft all right, so give me some history. All right, it was officially released in 2011, published and further developed by a Swedish development company called Mojang, um, and it became an overnight success. It sold more than a million copies during its first month in beta, and this was all through word of mouth. There was no publisher, there was nothing. So it really kind of just caught on, like it became an absolute phenomenon in that regard right like it's just people found out about it and people were installing the beta and people were just going wild for it um by march of 2012 right so the game came out in november of 2011 by march of 2012 it became the sixth best selling pc game of all time and in october 2014 it became number one so within within three years the game was the best selling pc game of all time and I would be very confident to say nothing's going to beat that. 
What do you think the average age of the initial mm, hype? Where did that come from? I think it was older. Because I don't know. I feel like I've known like so many kids that really get into this game. But I mean, you can't just have that many kids randomly downloading something. It like wasn't that. accessible. Just- Mm-hmm. then right like i think minecraft became a phenomenon with younger people later on right which is when cause, because because the success of that pc version attracted attention from everywhere all publishers and console vendors everyone wanted minecraft on their platform which is why i mean it's almost a meme at this point that like can minecraft run on x right like it's it <laughs> because they they will put it on anything right because they can it's it's I don't think it is a like a particularly difficult game for a machine to run because of its graphical style, but I I think that at first it was mostly probably younger like young adults who found the game because it wasn't easy, right? It's like any kind of Steam Greenlight game or whatever, or like some kind of pre-release game that you have to try and get your hands on and you have to deal with its foibles. But then eventually it just it just ended up exploding. And one of the reasons, one of the key reasons is uh, YouTube streamers and game streamers. So people started streaming this game and that was when it exploded. And like even today, there are people that are continuing to make a living streaming Minecraft, playing Minecraft. Like it's it's still a genre that exists. For example, we are doing it. <laughs> I was like, hey, that sounds like That's us. us. Maybe but- not the making the living part, but... We make money. We make money. Yeah, yeah. We're good. Um, (laughs) Minecraft is now basically available for every single gaming platform that you can imagine, which has led to the game selling over 154 million copies. Um, That number was was recorded in 2017. It's the most recent number. Um, It is the second best-selling video game of any kind in history. And it is only beaten by Tetris. Tetris is at 170 million. So one day Minecraft is going to be Tetris. What up, players? It's Mike from the future now. Uh, I'm currently editing this episode, so I can now tell you that during the time we recorded it and edited it, Minecraft did actually become the most successful video game of all time. Minecraft just celebrated its 10th birthday, which was a complete accident that we decided to do the episode now. And they have now announced that they have sold 176 million copies worldwide since 2009, making it the most popular video game of all time. Let's get back to the episode. So this is the thing. How could Minecraft not have influenced all of these other developers, right? Like, especially people that are young, you know, developers in their early 20s. Like, they grew up Mm -hmm. playing Minecraft. Like, you can't escape it at that point, right? One of the things that helped the game become so popular as well as people streaming it and stuff like that, is the mods and texture packs. So modding is supported and encouraged for the game. Like, it's, like, officially supported. There are mods that can change the way the game is played. There are those that add in elements from other games as well that people create. I found a portal gun mod for Minecraft. (gasps) You did? Why didn't you tell me about that? Because... I haven't yet looked into how we could make it work. This is a lot of the modding stuff requires you kind of running your own server, which is not a thing that we're doing right now, but are planning to do. I very much want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a bunch of stuff that you can do to the game to kind of augment it, which comes from the modding. And then there are texture packs, which are much more simple, which just change the way that the game looks. Um, so this can be adding in simple elements or totally changing the graphics quality. Like for example, Minecraft on Nintendo Switch 
has a Mario texture pack. So everything looks like the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, and you can also add in skins to change the character designs for the game as well and we'll talk about that a little bit later on because we have some special minecraft skins that we've been using to kind of like cap off the history of this game was it was a big surprise when in september of 2014 microsoft bought mojang and minecraft for 2.5 billion dollars um i remember at the time that it felt like well that's it now minecraft's dead uh, like that's what everyone suck. feels like when someone yeah. buys something well it's also microsoft yeah right like i know they own <laughs> xbox but like come on i mean haven't you seen their store it's awesome oh god that i actually was in london <laughs> a couple of days ago and they're opening a microsoft store down the road from the big apple store in regent street and i feel really oh they bad love for to be neighbors <laughs> i feel so sad for them because no one's going to be in that store and it's very visible and I just feel like it's going to end very badly for Microsoft. It did seem that the initial fears of Microsoft buying Minecraft was they're going to stop publishing it on other platforms and development's going to end. None of those things have happened. Microsoft have been a very good steward of this game. Um, of course, they request things. So like if Microsoft have a new product, Minecraft will be on it and will be right. Like they, they I'm sure will be like, hey, Mojang, make us this. But other than that, they seem to have mostly left them alone. And they have continued, like, for example, Minecraft on the Switch. Like, it's a thing. Mm -hmm. They also have open multiplayer. Like, you can play on the Switch and on Xbox in the same worlds, right? Like, you can play with people cross-platform and stuff like that. So Microsoft have been a very good steward of the game. They did not and have not seemed to really ruin anything. And Minecraft continues to receive new content updates to this day. So that's another reason why it is so massive. Now, you mentioned that Minecraft seemed like a kid's game to you. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that this is because you're a parent and have bumped into <laughs> Minecraft about a billion times already. Yep, yep. Through the neighborhood, really, more than my own home. But mm -hmm. I feel like when this came out, now looking at the history and the dates that you posted, th that was the lowest video game time of my life. Like, I played the least amount of games this in the whole why you time didn't play it. when Minecraft came out. Because you would have played it. Trust me, like yeah. everyone was playing it. It's like the fact that you played Stardew, like everyone was playing Minecraft. Right, right. And like, so that was just, I was at a, it was like a video game desert for me mm -hmm. during those years. So I knew nothing about what was going on. And so basically, I'm coming at this from zero, you know, like every once in a while, as I'm hearing about it, I would have checked it out a few times, but I never really got it. Mm -hmm. It was tricky to download or like I found it tricky. I don't know. I just I it wasn't. was no, it was because also it's like it used to I mean, and it still does in some instances run in Java. Like it's like a super mm -hmm. weird game and you needed like an installer rather than just it was it was always had a past of being weird. Yeah. And bef and when I started getting back into games after my the desert, it was just um, on Steam, right? So mm -hmm. if it was on Steam and it was easy and I could like basically download it, click and play, like that was ideal for me. And when Minecraft came out, I just, I couldn't get into it like that. And so I tried and then I failed and just let it fall away because I didn't have time. And, um, but I did make a Minecraft cake. <laughs> so I like, saw that cake. <laughs> I did. I, uh, my friend, she owns a cake business and she had to make her daughter's cake for her birthday. And so she had a commission that she needed to do this Minecraft cake. And I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do the commission cake because I'd been 
I wanted to, I wanted to, cause it was looked cool and I knew enough about it that I could probably do an okay job, but yeah, made a Minecraft cake, but only, um, I think earlier this year, Adam, my son, he started getting a little bit bored with a lot of his normal games. So we went on to the switch and we got him Minecraft to try out. And so I was playing it and he was playing it and we liked it and he started playing it a little bit more than I did. But then eventually, again, it fell away from our lives. It wasn't something that really grabbed us. I think um, there's a lot of different levels to it. And I think I remember the first time I played, I just died, right? Like mm-hmm. I tried to build a hole in a mountain and died instantly. Yeah, but I'm understanding now why this is a great game because we started streaming and it was also <laughs> you pitched it to me for the survival aspect of it and the crafting aspect of it and I was like all right I'll try it and I could see how it could be a good fit for our show and once we started streaming yeah that was it totally hooked I get it I get it <laughs> it was when we were talking about it I knew this was a game for you but you didn't seem because I knew you'd played and you didn't seem enthused by it which made me feel like you hadn't had any of like what I think of as true Minecraft moments. Well, yeah, because I just I would start out so shallow, like yeah. everyone does, and I'm like I'm just holding down like a button basically mm-hmm. to punch a whole bunch of things in this environment and eventually gather some other stuff, walk around, and I just I didn't have I felt like I almost felt like I didn't have enough imagination mm-hmm. for this game, and I was like, oh, you know, young kids play this game because they have this imagination where they can just build stuff without worrying about it or um, without putting too much meaning into it. And so they end up having all this fun. And I was like, I can't do that. I need like structure a little bit more. And it turns out I don't because (laughs) we've built some crazy stuff and it just, it turned into a really, really enjoyable game for me from going from absolutely zero of not caring at all to wanting like anticipating and and being excited about playing it every single week. So, I don't remember exactly when I started playing, but the majority of my Minecraft time was spent playing on an 11-inch MacBook Air. So, this was probably around 2011 or 2012. Uh I remember this because I remember how upset and hot and loud my computer would get after I would sink like <laughs> hours and hours into the game. Uh, it was not kind, right? Like, Minecraft was not kind to an 11-inch MacBook Air. It's kind of funny. Like, my favorite thing about Minecraft then is still the same thing that I love most about it now. Because even after having played the game on and off for so many years, it continues to surprise me. Like, the 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 game itself, like, you play it and you continue to have these moments. Like, everything is random in the game, right? Like, it's all the maps and worlds are just generated as they are. But when you are digging into a mountain and you're like, just you, you assume that if you just keep going forward, you'll find something. And then when you hit that block and the light comes in and then there's like this lava waterfall and like diamonds <laughs> embedded in the walls, like there's nothing like that. I, I've never played a video game that can give me the kind of feeling of discovery and exploration that Minecraft does because it really does feel like you are the only person that's seen this and you found it. And there's kind of not, I've never played a game like that other than Minecraft. And it's why I love it so much. 
Yeah, because I'm thinking of the other survival games. There isn't, uh, maybe it's the digging. I don't know. I I feel like for some reason, the digging and then opening up those caverns, that's the satisfaction because it's, you go from so much dark to then so much light. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's exploration. But I mean, there are other games that you explore something like Don't Starve. And it's generally pretty flat, though, right? Like you're walking yep. around and you don't really you come across weird stuff. And you're like, ah, monster, right? But there's nothing extraordinarily beautiful that you come across. It's, it's different. It doesn't feel like even though I know that like the maps are randomized, it doesn't feel like that to me when I play Don't Starve. Mm-hmm. When I play Don't Starve, it's like, oh, I feel like I'm playing from 50 pre-drawn maps. That's how it feels. Because mm-hmm. it's all available to me, right? Like, everything that is there, I can see it when I'm looking at the screen, right? right? So, like, when I'm in a certain area, I can see everything. In Minecraft, you have no idea what's hiding behind the wall. And you can dig through it and find out for yourself. And that kind of level of being able to see a world and change it, I don't think there are other games like it. I think it's why it continues to be as successful as it is because it hit upon a thing that is so exciting to play but yet is so simple. It's kind of wild that no one else has... I don't think any other game has been able to capture what it has. I've played lots of games like this. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I was playing a game called Astroneer recently uh, which is a fun little game and it definitely has some of those elements or something like No Man's Sky... Like, they have these elements to them, but they don't feel as available to me as Minecraft does, as a, this is your world now, do with it as you wish. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm I'm trying to think of something, and there's nothing. And this is, like, I've spoken so many times on this show about, I love video games that allow me to make my own game in them, Mm -hmm. and nothing comes close to Minecraft, because... There is no, I mean, there are no objectives. Like, there are end games. There are things you can do, right? And just here is a top line before we continue at this point. We have barely scratched the scratch of the surface of this game. We are <laughs> yeah. so distracted constantly with just building <laughs> random crap that there's so much stuff that we have yet to even come close to getting near. But, like, you know, we're, we're just enjoying it for, for what we found. We've done nothing. <laughs> We've done nothing. We've done absolutely nothing, but a lot of fun things, but nothing of any real consequence. We've barely expanded more than, like, a 20-block radius from our kind of home base, and we built our home base in a terrible place. But, like, <laughs> the things that you can do, that you can actually do to advance in the game, they're kind of, like, they're there because they're just there, so people that need that can have that but it's not what the focus of the game is. Like they created a game called Minecraft Story Mode, which is like a completely different story-driven game. Because and I'm pleased that they separated it because Minecraft that is your world to do with it as you wish and it shouldn't be kind of marred by story. We should open the loot box and then talk about what we've actually been doing over the last month or so. <laughs> yes, I would love to. I think maybe more than any videos we've made, these are the ones to dig into if you haven't before. And they're all on our <laughs> YouTube channel. Uh, if you go to youtube.com slash playingforfunfm, uh, there's quite a lot of Minecraft stuff on there now. Like you, And, and you can kind of just jump in wherever you want. But watching the evolution of the world that we've built for ourselves is kind <laughs> of... 
it's kind of a bizarre thing to to see unfold but they're all available i don't know if it's because it's you and me and i was watching the first stream that we had together with minecraft and i don't know i was cracking myself up because we were so poor like we were so bad we didn't know what to do yeah i have been watching more of our previous streams of this than than anything else because they are kind of hilarious uh minecraft is difficult to get into but at the beginning you were being hostile uh and not listening to me so that's why the beginning of the of our stream was uh tricky but you know you died very quickly oh i didn't know what else to do all i knew was i could try and prank you Mm because otherwise i didn't know what else i was doing i couldn't figure out how to craft anything found our way (laughs) Um, of course this episode features incredible artwork uh, which has been commissioned by the wonderful jelly um if you've not but by the way checked out jelly's app gift wrapped you should um it's a wonderful application to allow you to kind of sort and share gifts like you can create your own gift collection and it's got wonderful integration so um we love the work that jelly does for us but he's also very talented he's not just a talented artist uh, he's also a very talented iOS app developer as well. So you can check that out. And all of our artwork um, is on our Instagram page, including uh, we put up recently a great image of me and you in Minecraft together, which is fun. Um, so you can go <laughs> I had check to go that check out. that out, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, was, what did you put up? It's our, it's our mixtape photo. Oh, yeah. Which That's is very, good. very, very, very good. Um, This episode is also sponsored by our friends over at Borrow. There is nothing quite like getting home after a long day and collapsing on the sofa to relax, maybe to play some Minecraft. That feeling is even better when you have a Borrow, which is the luxury couch for real life. The Borrow sofa was created by two students who thought there must be a better way to buy furniture than the limited sofa showroom and long delivery weights, which is why Borrow lets you easily customize a high-quality sofa online, which can be shipped for free in one week. This is a wonderful idea i remember when we bought a sofa a couple of years ago it was kind of like all right we'll buy it and when is it going to arrive and they're just like i oh, will call you it's like well that's not i need to sit so it would be super <laughs> helpful to have some idea of how long it's going to make but borrow will get it shipped to you for free in a week and this is one of the reasons that they were recently named by fast company as one of the world's most innovative companies what do you think would be the craziest configuration you could possibly imagine for a sofa oh okay because <laughs> Borrow sofas are kind of like, you can just keep adding pieces to them. Right. So maybe... Can you just make like a whole sofa room, like fill... You could do that. The whole room with sofa? Yeah, like effectively it's like a corner sofa, but just squared off. In the round? Yeah. Yeah. That would be pretty or, good. No, I'm, try- I'm trying to think of a way to do it to so like floors lava kind of style well, you what just... my thinking is everybody likes the like on the corner sofa to lay out right like on like the yeah. chaise lounge why don't you just put one so of those all... in the middle or like you do have three of them you have one on each side oh, and yeah. one in the middle and then everyone can get a piece of it that's what everybody wants so right? it's just basically a giant bed in your room. well but there's space in the middle right so you can walk in between it oh so well maybe you go like long loungy one mm-hmm. then a short one like a buffer couch yeah. like a buffer zone yeah. and then then another long one then another buffer and then another long one so you have somewhere to put things when you when mm-hmm. you're relaxing okay okay i could go with that so it's it's like a big e yes yeah okay yes. i like it <laughs> with borrow you can choose from five fabrics three leg finishes two armrest styles any length 
You can even add a chaise lounge, of course. <laughs> it's scratch and stain resistant, so you don't have to worry about spills. It has a built-in USB charger, so you can charge your devices right from your sofa. It's made of high-quality materials like sustainably sourced hardwood instead of flimsy particle board. Plus, they offer a curated selection of hand-woven pillows to help jumpstart your interior style. If you're in the market for a new sofa, give your living room an upgrade with Borrow. Get $75 off a new sofa and free one-week shipping by going to borrow.com slash playing for fun. That's B-U-R-R-O-W borrow.com slash playing for fun for $75 off your first order. Our thanks to Borrow for their support of this show and Relay FM. So over on Twitch, we're not only streaming videos of our own from the games we play, but we've also been playing D&D. For- <laughs> oh, such nerds. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is this is the nerdiest thing about me, I think. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of nerdy no, things this, about me. But no, no, this is it. This, this is, is it? it? Yeah, yeah. This the is pinnacle. the nerdiest thing about both of us. Mm-hmm. Did I get my nerd merit badge? I think based so, on yeah. Doing this? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But so we're over there um, playing D&D over for TPK over at um, The Incomparable. Mm-hmm. And so we've been twitching and using the Playing for Fun account to show the live stream of our gameplay. Yep. Yep, so the videos are actually all still available. They're all like five hours long on our uh, <laughs> Twitch account. They're going to expire, so we're going to let these expire. They're not going on YouTube yet, and that mm-hmm. is because it's for two reasons. One, this will actually eventually be turned into a podcast series of its own later on this year. But also, if you become an incomparable member, um, and I'll put links in the show notes so you can go and do that, they actually have the ability for you to download the audio of these streams and listen to them if you want. But I think my advice would be, for most people, if you want to catch us live, you should because it is actually a ton of fun and we have a great little squad going on um, and we really enjoy it. We're playing with a bunch of friends, but we are going to be editing it into a really great podcast, which will be coming out later this year. But if you can catch us, we're playing again on June 22nd at 5 p.m. London time, which is <laughs> noon Eastern and if you don't want to remember that because who's writing stuff down from a podcast uh you can go follow us over on twitter and Mm -hmm. we tend to generally tweet out when we are streaming and we also tweet out about the DD streams too so and that is twitter um our name (laughs) just follow twitter and you will get our show www.twitter.com um no it's we're playing for fun FM over on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I think people something. should write that down in their calendar, though, personally. Uh, yeah, I guess they should, but will like they? Like how everybody should open their calendars right now and create a repeating event for Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern, which is when we stream. What co- We could get like a little special calendar for your on your iCal, right? Like, yeah. You know, you have the little color-coded calendars. Calendar. It should yeah. be like purple or something or a nice blue or gold. Very good. Um, any of those work. do we want to talk about the game that we're going to stream next like not the game that we're playing next because we're going to yeah. we're picking up a pretty big game shortly i think we still got some more minecraft in us but we're working out probably through june into july yeah do you want to talk about it yeah uh we're going to be playing uncharted 4 yes <laughs> but it's going <laughs> to be very slightly exciting. different to the way that we've played games like this in the past because this time I haven't played the game yeah. and Mike has. Mm-hmm. So 
it's my turn to show to off my my elite skills, mm-hmm. which are, it's gonna be so embarrassing because I take a very long there time. There is so much pressure on games. you. You know that, right? So, like the I pressure is it. so like because this whole Ugh. year we have spent talking about how great you are at video games, right? No. That has been the, that's been the whole year. It's like, no. oh, I play on hard mode all yeah. the time, and I'm no. so brilliant. I've only told you facts that are facts because, mm-hmm. uh, yes, I play on hard mode, number one. But it takes me an insanely long amount of time to get through the hard mode. So we're not playing I never said I was super elite. Yeah, we're not, you're not going to play on child on hard. You can no. play on normal. We're going to play on No, normal. no, no. We need to get through this game this century. Uh-huh. So. So that's going to keep your eye out for that one. Um, we're going to start doing that soon. We're going to get all that worked out and we'll be playing that a bunch. We'll, we'll probably play it the same way we played Half-Life where we end up doing a bunch of extra streams as well. So mm-hmm. if you enjoy this show, a few things you should do. You should start checking out some of the streaming stuff. We have so much fun. And at this point, it's become, I think, even a bigger part of what playing for fun is than just the podcast. So yeah. Try and try and check it out. Like whether you can watch along live or maybe you want to watch some of the YouTube videos, um, it really adds to the overall experience. Like if you enjoy the show, I think that you would really, really enjoy some of the streaming stuff that we've been doing. Uh, so do try and check that out. Should we talk about Minecraft again? Uh yeah, yeah. We need this. There's there's so much to talk about, and especially if you want to relate it back to our streaming, that's where we've had so much fun and the game really came alive for the both of us i think so multiplayer is like a huge aspect of minecraft whether you play locally with people i mean you know you you see this as well like i've seen many members of my family right like younger members of the family all playing on the iphone and they're all playing kind of like a local multiplayer or whatever but there's also servers, online servers, which are huge worlds that other people can join. You can create your own server. Or there's Minecraft Realms, which is something that the developers set up where they're effectively closed servers, but they host it all for you. We've been playing on that for now, but because it's just the easiest way for us to be able to play together. Um, this is what really, I think, opens up the game to a lot of people. Like, there are game modes you can play on your own. There's survival mode, creative mode, adventure mode, and these are all things that exist in the multiplayer as well. And it's fun to play Minecraft on your own, but it's very solitary. It feels You feel very alone playing it, and there is an enjoyment to be found in that. And I think I would recommend most people that want to play the game for the first time should try it that way first. Uh, but multiplayer is where it really... It really shines. Yeah, that's where it came alive for me. I mean, I was, I just couldn't get into it by myself. Like it just wasn't a, I, I, it's a Zen experience, but at the same time, I'm like, I should probably be doing something else. Like, I don't know. I just kept on wanting to not play, but then now playing with you and having the Twitch stream to be there, it is, it's so much fun because you can you could just goof on each other and build stuff together and form a plan and it just makes it so much better. Well, my favorite thing is like, we're just hanging out and one of us is like, why don't we do this? And then we go, <laughs> all right. So like we have a, we have a, a home that we built in a terrible location because it's next to a pit of lava. So <laughs> it's very restricted um, on how we can build. And it's kind of like surrounded by mountains, which makes it really hard to spot from a distance. 
So and there's we, a cave in front of it that you can fall down into this giant pit, which is usually full of some scums. sort of monster. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we didn't really choose a good place. We just did what people <laughs> usually do is we built close to where our natural spawn point was. And we can change no, it. No, we, we built far away. Did we? Yeah. We, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we started building by where we were spawning. Mm -hmm. And then we kept dying. And then you went on an adventure. And I got lost. And then you said to find the lava because at least the lava was some sort of beacon. Yeah. To yeah, see that, where mm -hmm. you were. You, oh, and then we just we set up shop over there. And it was a terrible But choice. now I love our home that we've built because... It has a moat, yes, which I yes, thought was a terrible idea that turned out to be an incredible idea. It's the best idea, yeah, especially with the log flume that you can ride down on the boat. It has like a tunnel of love. There's like a <laughs> cave that it goes through, and you can go through it on a little <laughs> well, boat. When you're in the eating room, there's a lot of there's things lot of stuff that going we're going to be saying that makes no sense. But we built it, yep. and it's weird. And, and then. I love it. Then there was, I don't remember exactly how this came up, but the idea of an underwater lair. Mm -hmm. So there's also like a little lake, which is outside of our kind of compound. Um, so we then built this huge glass cube, which is underwater. <laughs> and then our friend Doug so suggested good. that we put lava under the floor. So we yes. did that as well. It's so awesome. It's the best lair. This is the, the best video game ever made. Minecraft <laughs> is just the best video game ever. It's so... I think it fits me and you quite well because we will do stupid things like this. Yep. Right? Like <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. that it it fits our personalities because it allows us to build and create stupid things. Yep. So like no idea is too stupid. Mm -hmm. If you say, because we were going to build a zombie zoo also, we haven't gotten around to that, but it's on the list. Because of where we are, we are in constant peril of, <laughs> it, it feels like there is nothing that we can do that will keep all of the monsters out. So then we yep. decided that we would build a glass wall to go around the ants, <laughs> basically <laughs> attempting to eventually encase the entire area in glass. We have many half-baked ideas. There's like, <laughs> and they just kind of like scatter around the Well, compound. they're all half-built right now. Yep. So the place we live is, it's just a madhouse, really. Mm -hmm. like, it's like a house of horrors. Yeah, we, we, we struggle to focus. Like, so for example, we just finished doing one thing and then you're like, I want bigger ceilings. So then we mm -hmm. just like extended the ceiling of the home. Like it's a whole thing. Well, and then I put a garden on the roof. Then you put a garden on the roof. It's, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and then you're trying to build a cake. The game is so well. The cake is for the 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 party for the lair. That's for it. the the opening party. Yeah, we're having a we're having a lair warming, <laughs> and I need to I need to make You're a cake. You're all invited. And everyone's invited, and it's difficult in a game like this to find all the ingredients mm -hmm. for a cake. I had to go out and hunt ducks. Um, I had to find sugar cane growing by a river. It was it's very involved. I it took me the entire time, and I still haven't made the cake. But like so. this is the beauty of it, right? You get a little idea and then you spend hours trying to to resolve the idea. It's I love this game so much. It's so much fun. <laughs> but in all the things that we have done, we have almost done nothing. We've done nothing. <laughs> We've done nothing. We've done, we have barely scratched the surface of this game. We got a diamond once and then immediately died. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, no, we didn't die. I fell into some. Li- oh yeah, I died. No, but do you I, remember? I had the diamonds I and I got I got cocky and went to oh, kill a spider and then just you got went ambushed. out at night. Yeah. Yep. We yeah, dug all the ways clear through that mountain, and then you're like, "I'm just gonna go outside." I don't know why you did that. We should go back in that mountain. Yeah, because we could we totally probably should. find more diamond in there. Oh, duh! <laughs> why didn't we do that before? There's got to be more in there. I don't know. There's so many things to do. Write that down on the list. Okay, I'll write down. We're digging through rocks, and you come across like iron, right? Like so it's like a resource that you can collect that you need. And then you just assume that because there was one piece that there will inevitably be more as long as you just keep digging in the same place. It is kind of funny like that. Like it, the game really can kind of like entice you in and trick you into like believing something which doesn't make any sense because it's a completely random environment. And then you accidentally open up like a hall of monsters yes. and you have to run away and it's oh, horrible. Yeah. We've, we've gone into some real bad situations going a bit down too low. That, that'll get you. We also have had the moment the the first death, the first big death, mm-hmm. that's a real tough moment. I remember when I was playing it on my own, my first big death, like when I had like a, just I had been mining into this mountain for days and had collected up like a bunch of diamonds. I had like so many great resources and I fell. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just gone. And, you know, you only get like a five minute window to to recollect what you dropped if you can get back to the same place but i'd been digging into this mountain for so long that i was never going to get back there and i think i stopped playing the game for like three or four months yeah that always happens to me in these survival games where you're collecting resources once you get to the point where you have so much and then you make one foolish mistake and you lose everything it's really hard to get back up and recover from that it's the it's tough. I mean, I think that's one of the benefits of playing this game with somebody. You can force each other to be smart. Like, put down put down the pickaxe. Well, you can also console each other at those moments, right? Like, oh, it's okay. We'll find the more stuff. But, yeah. like, that, that again, though, that is part of the Minecraft experience. It's all there. So what really surprised me, not only about how this game is played and how much fun it turned out to be, it's how beautiful it is sometimes mm-hmm. like <laughs> you look at it and it looks so crude like the most basic video game that you could yeah. imagine right especially the characters like that's where i was like ah these little boxy people i don't really feel super connected to we're just kind of walking through this world but it really has surprised me some of the turns you can take and the way that the environment is interacting with you and changing and the sunsets and the waterfalls and the meadows and the underground waterfalls like i can't believe there's so much beauty able to be translated Mm -hmm. from this like cubist paradise that's around you and i wasn't expecting that that really surprised and delighted me i think once you accept the way that the game looks you can then see in it the parts of it that are beautiful yeah, because I was expecting it to just be very rigid, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's no. way more dynamic than that, and the lighting and the way the light changes throughout the day and the way that you can come a- upon a cavern and it opens up and the different ways that that all can look. It really is quite beautiful. The game also has like a great sense of scale. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like you standing and you look up and there's this huge mountain, right? Like it, it really has that good, that like that feeling. It kind of nails that down. It's good. Like I, I enjoy that about it too, that its style for some reason allows you to kind of understand the place of it. Um, you mentioned the characters, like not being able to connect to the characters. Uh, Jelly made us custom skins that look like us, which are fantastic. Yeah, he did. And that, made a, that actually did make a big difference. Yes. There are no real characters in this game of any kind of consequence again there's like there's enemies there's livestock and and that's almost about it really and you can kind of like deal with them as you wish i really do feel bad about the cow murdering though because you have to kill a lot of cows you need you You don't have to i figured out how to how to milk them now fine i don't know how good the milk is gonna be at refilling on well i needed it for the cake yes of course you did everything's about the cake (laughs) but yeah once jelly made those skins for us i felt way more connected to who we were because i was very upset at first that i had a beard or like at least a five o'clock shadow and i was like i don't i don't feel like this person i like i like to feel like the person i'm playing as Mm -hmm. a little bit or at least think that they're like kind of badass i don't know it mm-hmm. depends on the game but once we got those skins and man looking at you it's so mike it's like <laughs> you're just mike on the screen and it's hilarious you're just blocky cubist mike the uh character the standard character's name's steve by the way steve mm-hmm. in case you okay. didn't know that minecraft uh, steve. i don't i don't i don't feel connected to i steve. don't feel connected to steve either yeah I, I like my character me too so in addition to the beautiful landscapes and stuff that you come across there is ambient music Mm -hmm. that brings kind of all those feelings of wow this is a a beautiful moment it brings it all together and it only frustrates me because it fades in and out but it with the fading it kind of makes it both beautiful and special because you don't expect it to be there and then all of a sudden it shows up and then it's gone for a little while and you miss it and it's it's really fascinating. And when we were playing, we don't hear the music at the same time. That's the frustration for me. Yeah. I wish we did. I don't know why that is, but like the music will fade in and out. And, and so it's like a difference with Stardew, right? Because the Stardew right. music does this too sometimes, right? Where it's just this silence and then music starts to play. But we hear it at the same time. But that doesn't happen in Minecraft. Because the music is fun and it's very atmospheric. But Yeah, and it will hit sometimes the exact right yep. part. Like there's this one part I was all alone because I went on an adventure looking for something <laughs> and the sun started setting and I was watching the sunset and then the music is playing in the background. It was it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, but what's not beautiful are those creepy clockwork steampunk sounds that we keep yeah, hearing. There are, there are all kinds of like horrific uh enemy sounds they are very good right like oh the monster noises the are zombie very good. sounds and all that kind of stuff but yeah sometimes there are these like weird it sounds like a train like we we, we don't know what it is yet everybody else knows oh, what no. it is but we have no idea i'm a little terrified yeah it can but... get you it can scare you it's a, it's a scary <laughs> game sometimes it's a scary game but I do like that they give you those sound cues. Like if you're digging and then all of a sudden you hear that, and you're like, oh, oh, I'm going to not dig this way anymore. Let's yeah, go back the useful. other way. That's super useful. I also like the little tingly noises of those green um, experience points. Like experience yeah, 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 yeah. They, they sound so nice, like wind chimes. Like, but also the uh, just the general, like the mining sound. Mm-hmm. 
like I can hear that. All I can hear is my pickaxe breaking. That happens a lot. You got to stop using stone pickaxes. We only have stone available to us. We because we made a bunch of iron armor and then we died. So we lost all of our iron. Then we made gold armor and then we died. Yeah, we die a lot, really, more than we should. That's why we built the moat. Right to protect us. Do you want to talk about what we're going to play next? Yeah. Well, um, next time uh, we are planning on playing two games mm-hmm. because we feel like that they they go together. Um, they're friends. And those two games are Plants vs. Zombies and World of Goo. The classics. These are classics. classics. I know. I'm excited. We're going kind of back mm-hmm. 